The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Hello and welcome to our five-part series on the kind of mindfulness check-in. I guess I'm calling it the challenge check-in. Checking in with ourselves when we're having challenges in our lives, difficulties, having troubles of some kind or other. And um, to kind of present this in a slightly different way perhaps than I have first couple of days. We're using the, the Buddha's uh, fun, foundational teachings on mindfulness as a way of reframing our challenges, our difficulties. That um, uh, we are often n- enough, some of us, um, using a framework or an orientation or a belief um, that, um, or an attitude which is not supportive, not helpful when we're uh, in the middle of challenges. And so rather than you know, avoiding the challenge or pretending it's not there uh, or fixing it, uh, what we do in mindfulness practice is we can reframe the situation so we approach it, we see it in a new way that may be more productive, more helpful for us for how to be in the middle of it all. And since a lot of what a challenge is, is how we are challenged with our emotions, our beliefs, our physicality, our fears, all kinds of things that go on inside of us, that uh, unless there's a, you know, an immediate danger, it's invaluable to check in with ourselves. How am I? What's going on here for me? And so, for example, just simply calming down a little bit makes us in a much better situ- uh, space some, usually to, to really see wisely what's going on. And so just, just to take a pause and really t- and check in, and we check in in these four different ways. It's a reframing. And the value of this is that we often will be caught in a framework that is um, uh, clearly not helpful. Well, not clearly, it's, we, don't, we don't know that. But sometimes is self-reinforcing. And if I'm allowed to use an analogy or an example, maybe of um, uh, if uh, you have a tendency to uh, to really distrust dogs and are, and in that distrust you're angry at them. If a dog comes along and you're angry and you stare at it with his angry eyes, uh, the dog will take that as a threat and is maybe more likely to growl or attack. Um, than if you just kind of are ignoring the dog and just kind of relaxed and at ease and, you know, not staring at it. And um, and so to go around with an attitude, a framework that all dogs are terrible and bad and shouldn't be there, and the very attitude the dog picks up something, and then dogs all become that way. If we're afraid of dogs, the same thing. Dogs have a way of picking up sometimes fear. Maybe sometimes when we're afraid, we also stare at them, you know, trying to protect ourselves. And the fear is a little bit self-reinforcing. 
So it's a framework we have, a fear or anger, which uh, we believe is true, as this is how things are, and it's accurate, but we don't realize how much we're, you know, kind of sometimes self-perpetuating the proof that that's the case. And this can be work with people as well. So sometimes if we can then see how we are, oh, I'm, I'm really angry, I'm really afraid, and say, well, that's the framework, that's the attitude to which I'm seeing things. Certainly there might be threats out there and difficult things out there. Don't want to deny that, I have to be careful. But let me take a, let me reframe this for myself. Let me look at this in a, from a different point of view. And that's kind of the wisdom of the Buddha, is to take that different framework and see if there's a different way that's wiser, more beneficial for how to be. So we ask ourselves, you know, how is this physically for me? How is it in terms of feeling tones? And today the emphasis is, how is it in terms of the mind states? And uh, what's the state of mind with which I'm kind of with this, or state of heart that, that with which I'm with this experience, what's happening? And for example, so if you notice that oh, the state of mind is one of anger, or fear, or greed, or doubt, or agitation, whatever it might be, uh, or the state of mind is contracted, or the state of mind is scattered. Um, if you're able to see that, the way the Buddha presents the mindfulness practice is to know that the mind, or we, are with fear, he actually with anger, with desire, with being scattered, with being contracted. And this word with, I think is so phenomenally uh, simple, humble, uh, easy to overlook, but is so powerful. It creates a little space between what's happening with us and and the mind or the awareness or in, in simple lay terms between you know me and the experience and in that gap in that little pause or that kind of recognizing then the question is the reframing is now that I know that I'm with this this is here and it's kind of filling me in many ways but I'm not it or I'm not it's not the awareness how do I want to be with it how can I be with it and and one of the reframings we're doing for it's so important in times of challenges is to begin finding some degree of agency and choice to do something that is wise and in meditation at least and sometimes in daily life it's a it can simply be reorienting how we're going to be present for something <clears throat> so um so, uh, uh, and this meditation is a fantastic laboratory <clears throat> to work with this because ideally uh, you're comfortable, safe in your meditation time. Maybe you've locked your door, so whatever, you know, close the door and really kind of feel, okay, you're clear that right now things are safe. Uh, you've looked around, checked all the corners and under your bed and in the closet and it's clear, like, okay, I, it's okay for now. 
and then to um, to uh, um, now ask the question of yourself: How should I be with this? Simply asking that question is an expression of agency of your own kind of beginning of your, of your own strength. How do I want to be with this? I'm with it now. How do I want to be with it? And it might be that uh, you'll learn very quickly. I shouldn't be with this. This is not useful. I, I don't know how to be with this without spinning out or getting overwhelmed by it. I need to take a break. I need to break the way in which I get sucked into it, the whirlpool of it all. And so we go off and do something different, something that you know, stops that kind of being swept up in it. Or, or we find a different framework to hold it so that we don't get swept up because the framework itself creates a nice container and a nice balance, a foundation, a grounding that, um, that uh, we can be with it in a good way, healthy way. And so in terms of just awareness practice, uh, being with something, you can ask the question, uh, should I be intimate with it, really close? Should I be very spacious? And there are sometimes I have difficulties, physical pain or emotional pain, and I find that it's most helpful to be with it right in the, in, so intimate with it that I feel like I'm sitting at the heart of it. And sometimes that's useful. And sometimes I find that's not useful at all. And what's useful is to step back and kind of create a spaciousness, a really, be really wide with it, within a kind of expansive awareness, an expansive mind. And sometimes we can use our imagination to support this. We can imagine that we're in this very, very large room and the, ro- and the awareness is as big as the cathedral-like room and we can hold the challenge. Or we're, on a, we're standing on a hilltop, you know, a hundred yards away and we're that distance and we're not holding at all, we're just, it's just like so far away that, oh yeah, I can allow myself to be aware of it now. Or perhaps we have some ability to shift the focus of attention. So maybe we come back to the breathing. That's the center, that's where we stay grounded, the rhythm of breathing. But then in the peripheral vision, uh, kind of on the side, we're kind of aware, oh yeah, I'm afraid, I'm upset, I'm sad, I'm whatever. I tend to get pulled into, I'm distracted, the mind is really busy. And it's, but it's there, but you're not, look at it directly, just like with the dog. Don't look at it directly, but kind of look away. But you want to stay aware that it's there, so use that peripheral vision to kind of, you know, know what's going on. So in this third foundation of mindfulness, there are two ways that uh, I think is helpful that's emphasized here. One is uh, this word with. And the Pali word that's used is the word, is a pre- prefix meaning with, uh, sa, S-A. And uh, so, uh, with greed, uh, with ill will, with delusion. So this, and then also it's possible to do it with uh, healthy states. You know, so the opposite, whatever the opposite is of greed, ill will, and delusion, to know I'm with this. I'm with generosity. I'm with love. I'm with wisdom. 
And there's a fascinating thing that goes on when we make this with, is that some things get weaker, the difficulties, the things that we, that we are most react, most rea- reactivity tends to get weaker, tends is an operating word, um, when we're with something that's re- coming out of our inner reactivity, and it's um, and it if it's coming out of our uh, our inner wellspring of of wisdom, wellspring of innate capacity to be in a, within the world in a nurturing way, then that is um, um, it tends to grow. And as it grows, it, it tends to it, we settle. We start recognizing more and more that spacious mind, the expansive mind, and um, and that's a reframing, and learning how to reframe t- to be with stuff in an expansive way, spaciously. So it's a little bit complicated, maybe what I said today, but. Um, uh, it's well worth kind of beginning to see how the four foundations of mindfulness, all four of them, are a reframing. How is my, this challenge from the point of view of my physical experience? And once I'm aware of it physically, that maybe gives me a foundation to learn to be with it in a helpful way, be present, mindful, in a compassionate way. How am I with the feelings? Is it pleasant or unpleasant? And this gives you the power or the strength to choose. Is it useful to stay with the unpleasantness? Or would it be useful to be more, more bring in more of the pleasantness which is here that's overlooked? And, uh, and today, the mind state. What's this, how are you? What's the state of your... You're, you, how are you with this? What's the state? And to sw- switch to, I'm with this, to help you find a more supportive way to be with things. So you might try today, as you go through your day, to have, uh, when there's difficulties, maybe start with the smaller ones, uh, to notice how you fall into it, or lean into it, or get preoccupied in it, and see if you can switch to accompanying it, accompanying how you are, being with how you are, uh, so that how you are is not driving you, almost subconsciously, but you're really present and you're with it, so that the, the reactivity doesn't have the upper hand. But you, And then see if you can figure out how to be with it wisely. So thank you, my friends, and um, uh, I look forward to it tomorrow. <laughs>